what's up y'all my name is jay frederick and you are listening to keep talking here on keep talking we do not spill the tea instead we use popular topics to keep your intellectual gears grinding about issues that are important to our society because sometimes a topic needs more than a viral moment so before we get into the show, please go to keeptalkingtheshow.com. You can follow us on Instagram at I Say They Lie and on Twitter at I Say They Lie. Engage with the content. Episode one is out. How are you talking about? Great episode. Episode two is an even better episode, Acting Black. And we'll get into that in a minute. But I want to just remind you guys the point of the show, why I make the show, why you should listen, why you should engage. We are living in these days of social media, instant information, constant information is being thrown at us. And because we are often bombarded by information, we tend to engage with a topic for a short amount of time because we just don't have the mental space for it all. Sometimes a few days, sometimes weeks, sometimes months, but ultimately we sort of fall into this phase of fatigue and our attention is drawn to something else. Maybe a cat playing a piano, maybe a TikTok dance, but something that maybe isn't as harsh and as unpleasant because we can do that now. We're not forced to sit with the harsh realities of society because the world has become, in, in, in a sense, this virtual place to live. While there are real things happening out there, a lot of us don't live in that world anymore. We live in the world of the internet. So it, it really causes this weak activism, this, this hot minute activism that comes and goes. And with this you know, coming and going of of protesting and activism, there's a lack of real results that we are seeing in society nowadays and issues tend to persist, you know, for longer periods of time unaddressed until something really egregious happens and then we might jump back on that topic for a few more minutes. But the point of keep talking is just that. Is to keep you guys talking and engaged with issues that are important to society in order to bring about change. So when you listen, when you participate, you are deciding to be an active member of your community. With that being said, um, I'm going to head out, pull myself together, and I will be back with episode two of Keep Talking, Acting Black. Welcome back. Welcome back to episode two of Keep Talking. So on today's show, I want to take the conversation back to July of 2016. In July of 2016, everyone sort of went crazy over the speech that Jesse Williams gave at the BET Awards. What was particularly notable about his speech was that he referenced cultural appropriation. Um, so in a nutshell, Jesse called out white people for stealing black culture while simultaneously devaluing black life. Um, 
So here's a quote from his speech. We've been floating this country on credit for centuries, yo. And we're done watching and waiting while this invention called whiteness uses and abuses us. Buying black people out of sight and out of mind while extracting our culture, our dollars, our entertainment like oil, black gold. Ghettoizing and demeaning our creations, then stealing them. Gentrifying our genius and then trying us on like costumes before discarding our bodies like rinds of strange fruit. The thing is, though, the thing is that just because we're magic doesn't mean we're not real. Can I get an amen? amen. So let that sink in for a little bit. Just let that let that sit with you. Um, to get an understanding of what Jesse was really trying to convey with just that short paragraph. So there were so many mixed feelings about this this speech. Um, but before we get into those, let's talk about, you know, what I think and what I found to be notable about this speech. I found the speech to be um, a wake-up call to black people in addition to sort of calling out white people for um their their cultural appropriation right um he really covers in this speech the false sense of security that black people have particularly black people um with money those who are wealthy that you know they sort of walk around here buying into the propaganda and the hype and you know supporting and branding themselves while sort of losing sight of the fact that we still aren't taken seriously as a people that our culture still isn't valued and that you know cultural appropriation is is more so it's disrespect right it's disrespect for all that we've done for all that we've built for you know the ancestors and the blood sweat and tears that they've sort of had to put into um allowing us to get to the point where we can be wealthy right where we can have um higher status and hold positions of power he also covers the fact that you know white people are just way too comfortable um and they're like the the uninvited guests that not only is uninvited but they've worn out their welcome when it comes to black culture um I think what's important to pay attention to in this speech is that he he isn't really saying, you know, white people can't uh, enjoy hip hop or even create hip hop or even participate in black culture. He's more so pointing out the fact that when they do. Um, and there's so many examples of this, they sort of, you know, make caricatures of us. They sort of mock us um, as opposed to respectfully paying homage to um, black culture. They make it into something that's, you know, comedic almost. He says they try us on like costumes, right? It's almost like, you know, it's recreational for them. It's fun for them it's funny for them you know you see this constantly when you know Halloween comes around and some all-white fraternity has a party and everybody decides to attend this party in blackface 
everyone decides to go to this party dressed up as black people as if black people are cartoon characters right they don't they don't acknowledge the the history they don't acknowledge the ancestors they don't respect the history they don't respect what these aspects of black culture were born out of the struggles you know the response to the pressures and the marginalization that society has sort of put on black people so that's what he was mad about that's what he was um addressing they do it so wrong and that's why cultural appropriation makes so many people so angry because they borrow from and when I say they I say you know you know non-blacks they borrow from um, black culture in a way that is just so wrong and it's so again it's just so disrespectful um, we see this a lot with this this movement now of white women somehow making their skin like millions of shades darker and injecting their lips and injecting their butts to try to look more like black women and I think what's most hurtful and what's most sort of disgusting about the whole thing is that when they do these things when they try to make themselves look more black the mainstream society the overall society praises this behavior they 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 idolize it they love it they eat it up you know these women get they get modeling contracts looking like this they get endorsement deals looking like this tv shows they sell products they make millions off of being caricatures of black women meanwhile there are real consequences that black people have to face from naturally looking like themselves so the the biggest issue and i think what everyone is the pushback is and sort of has always been with cultural appropriation is that you you steal from the culture um and you are rewarded for the same things that black people are demonized for punished for have been enslaved for how they look what they do right so to quote amanda sills these the you know people steal the rhythm of black people but they don't take on any of the blues so amanda sills has been a big sort of advocate for the fight against cultural appropriation one of the biggest perpetrators she points out of cultural appropriation is the kardashians and the kardashians they make so much money <laughs> you know a, a part of a large part of their their wealth is their sort of brazen um stealing of black culture you know anytime kim kardashian posts a picture in braids or you know she has butt implants and they have lip injections you know kelly jenner's lip kit perfect example of making tons of money off of something that black people were mocked about you know when you think about um the sambo and the big pink lip characters that white people used to um, portray in minstrel shows black people were mocked for having big lips yet kelly jenner can come along and profit from these lip kits that are supposed to make your lips look bigger and fuller and let's just be honest about it like black people's lips okay 
white people have never had to endure the brown paper bag test. So while there are all these women walking around here making their skin super dark by what I'm sure is very unhealthy means, they've never had to endure going through this racially discriminatory test where they would, you know, determine whether or not you were, um, determine whether or not you were going to receive social services and different privileges based on whether or not your skin was lighter than a brown paper bag. They've never had to endure the pencil test. The pencil test was also um, a discriminatory practice that was um, going on in South Africa during apartheid where they would, you know, stick a pencil in, you know, someone's hair to determine whether or not they were, you know, white, you know, so if you had thick hair and the pencil sort of stood up in your hair, then, you know, you weren't white enough and therefore you would be subjected to all kinds of systemic discrimination um they've never had to alter their appearance in order to fit in and be accepted and be welcomed they've never had to change the the way they speak the tone of their voice their their dialect in order to be um, considered acceptable for a corporate job or to be able to speak in public and people actually know that they are intelligent so just because you choose to incorporate ebonics sometimes into your speech has nothing to do with your intelligence but there's been this idea of code switching in the black community where you have your black voice and your white voice because your white voice is supposedly you know the voice that gets you further along in life so you have all of these different you know social media personalities and you know artists and uh, people from the white community who who speak Ebonics, right? And there are, there are no penalties to a white person speaking Ebonics. But if you are a black person and you are trying to make it in America, the more Ebonics you incorporate into your language, the harder it is for you to be accepted as someone who is intelligent, um, articulate, and is actually worthy of, um, you know, a public position or a position of authority or a position of importance. So when we talk about cultural appropriation, we are talking about white people stealing from black culture and never ever having to endure all of the things that I just mentioned, plus all of the things that are happening today in modern day society. So I'm going to let you think about this for a minute, co-host. And when we come back, we are going to talk about um, one of the responses to this speech. But in addition to some of the things that we are still having to endure today as simply because we um, look a certain way, we were born looking a certain way. This is Keep Talking, episode two. I'll be back. Welcome back to episode two of Keep Talking. So now let's get into one of the responses uh, to Jesse Williams's speech, 
And that response came from Whoopi Goldberg. Um, she sat on a daytime television show and she basically said that cultural appropriation isn't real um, and that it isn't real because everyone borrows from everyone's culture. And she pointed out that the fact that black women wear Sometimes they wear weave and sometimes these weaves um, look like European hair. That that's a perfect example of sort of black people borrowing from white culture. And therefore, you know, because we're all borrowing from each other's culture, that cultural appropriation does not really exist. So. That comment by Whoopi, it takes it takes me back to this idea of having to assimilate, having to change who you are and be different um, than who you are to have opportunities to be successful. And a lot of times your life, your life depended on how you looked. So if your skin is darker and you are, you know, undeniably black and by being so, that means you are cut off from all kinds of social services and prestige and privilege, then the smart thing to do in order to survive is to try to change your skin, your hair, your appearance, your voice. Whatever you can to ensure that you survive and in a lot of instances to ensure that your children survive. Going back to that pencil test and them trying to put a pencil through someone's hair and based on the ease of how that pencil went through an individual's hair, that would determine the class that they were in. That would determine their position in society, simply the thickness of someone's hair could mean that that person would be subjected to years and years of discrimination and brutality. Let's fast forward to today when little boys and girls are being denied, you know, education because of how their hair looks. There's so many kids being kicked out of school because they have locks or because their hair is in an afro. Young men and women are not being allowed to graduate. Because of how their hair looks. So if you're going to sit here and say that cultural appropriation is not a thing because black people sometimes straighten their hair, you are incorrect. Because the issue with cultural appropriation is not the fact that people are borrowing from black culture is the fact that people are stealing all of these aspects of black culture without ever having to deal with or simply just speak on the the issues and the, and <clears throat> the brutality that black people have had to face for this being their natural way of life the the way that they just look and the way that they just are if you are going to be a hip-hop artist, you need to know the history of hip-hop. You need to know the pain. You need to know the struggle. And you need to speak on, in your music, the issues that black people have faced and have had to endure. Whoopi, you are wrong. 
because I've been denied opportunities. I'm sure because I have locks. I try my best when I go on job interviews to put my locks in a bun to keep them neat. I was told actually when I was in um, school by someone who worked for a very important accounting firm that your hair needs to look a certain way when you go to interview with this accounting firm. Now this man who came to my class had locks but his locks were very tightly pulled back wrapped up there was not an inch of hair out of place and he felt like he had to look like that in order to be accepted at this company that he worked for so if a black woman straightens her hair and she is more accepted by society for doing so right there is a real consequence to that but if a white woman darkens her skin, she does never she never has to face any of that discrimination, any of that brutality that dark skin and light skin and black women period have had to deal with, right? She'll never be called ugly, she'll never be considered less than. She'll never be told that she is pretty for a dark skinned white woman or that she would be prettier if her skin were lighter. She'll never be looked at as a villain or a criminal because of the color of her skin. She'll never have to face those consequences. But that black woman with that straight hair is more likely to perceive her life as being better and that she is receiving more opportunities because her hair is straight. And in real life, you know, keeping her hair natural, having locks, having braids is likely to have negative consequences to this day. Can we talk about Gabrielle Union, please? Who lost her job because of because she chose to embrace black culture. Because she chose to wear braids and African prints and to be her authentic self. She lost her job. There was a real consequence to why there are some people going back to Jesse Williams' speech. While there are some people who are wealthy and are blind to these issues. This is still happening to people with money. So Whoopi can sit on a daytime talk show and look however she wants that just so happens to be accepted by that show that she's on but Gabrielle Union could not sit on a TV show and look how she wanted to look and be how she wanted to be that had real consequences the consequence of her losing her job kids are really being kicked out of school people are still being murdered in the streets and still being brutalized simply because they are black we see this non-stop every day all the time So what be with all due respect, you are wrong. It is not a two-way street. The consequences are not the same. The issue is not the same. And no, black people are not cultural appropriators. They are merely trying to survive in a world that has been constructed against them within the system, particularly in America. But we see this all over the place, right? There's a caste system in India right now. That's based on the color of your skin. We see individuals um, in China uh, getting the folds of their eyes sort of stretched out. And, and it's a surgery that they get to where it sort of decreases the slant 
of their eyes so that they can look more European because the mothers of these girls think that that's going to get them more opportunities. If a white woman chose today to make her eyes slanted, I, I promise you there will be no consequences in terms of that person's position in this world. Negative, that is. No negative consequences. But there are Asian women who truly believe that if their eyes look more European, that there will be better opportunities for them. And I can't argue with them in saying that there won't. Because I'm sure that there have been women who have changed their eyes and have seen more success in America. And probably within their own communities, because there is a mindset within a lot of these communities, including the black community, that looking more European somehow makes you better. It's maddening. It's insane. But it is real. There are women all over the place bleaching their skin. Because they think that having lighter skin will put them in a better economic and social position. That's why skin bleaching cream exists in the first place. It has so many negative effects, but people are willing to endure not being able to be exposed to the sun just so that they can feel like they have a better position in life and and they and they do they most likely do particularly within their own communities they probably are more accepted they probably are getting better opportunities and we see a good example of this in the movie that just came out self-made you know, I respect Madam C.J. Walker so much for this movie. But a, a huge point that, you know, she was trying to convey, if you go by this movie and it, and it makes sense for the time that she was in, is that you have to change the way you look in order to have a better position in life. And while she didn't necessarily all the way push this idea of, uh, looking more European she did very much so push this idea of looking less like a slave and we could argue that looking less like a slave meant looking more European that having straighter hair meant looking more European so that they could do better I think that's a great message I think that's a great you know for that time I don't think she was wrong but now we we can say that to some extent we may be able to control a little bit um, the means in which we earn. Therefore, we can look and be whomever we want to be. But that's only to a certain extent. That only goes but so far, right? If you own the means of, of how you earn and, and there's no one else sort of pulling the strings, then of course you have locks. I'm never I'm not going to cut my hair, you know, because I don't have to. But there are women who have to and they do. So that they can make it. So we'll talk a little bit about the overall reaction from my co-host, the internet, when we get back. This is episode two. Keep talking. What you talking about? What you talking about? What you talking about? What you, what you... So the internet had a lot to say, mostly negative, about this speech. Um, and it's because it is still hard 
it is still hard for white people to accept that they are wrong. I don't th- I don't think it's an easy thing for someone to actually digest that they are wrong and they have been wrong for centuries. Just wrong. Some of the comments that were posted for whatever reason um about this speech are black women will never be as beautiful as white women. The only argument black women have is that they have more melanin like that matters crying emoji yes white women can get injections and they do they are basically flawless you don't have anything over them anymore and that's why you get pissed off keep lying to yourselves thinking your dark asses look better Blah, 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 blah. They go on, on, and on. So they went and took this argument of cultural appropriation to an argument of beauty again. Stating that even when white women try to look black, they are still more beautiful than black women. My point. That there are never going to be consequences for white people appropriating black culture they will never have to face what black people have faced and that is why cultural appropriation is wrong some of you thought that yes cultural appropriation is a thing and white people need to stop because it is damaging it is damaging Again, we're in the days of you can rapidly fill someone's head with information. And we have generations that we need to raise and we have generations that need to understand what it means to truly be black and what it means to be black in America. And as long as we sort of allow these these caricatures of black people to exist, as long as we allow other people to mock black culture, not respect it, not pay homage to it, then we are making it harder for those next generations to truly understand where they come from, why it's important, what people, what the ancestors had to go through to get us where we are today, why it is dangerous in some instances to have, to be black, right? Why you need to, in in every aspect of the word, arm yourself in this society um, as a black person. Because of the historic and present day systemic discrimination that um, black people have to face. Because of an entire system that has been constructed as an anti-black system. It's real. We see it. Jesse Williams mentions in his speech, Tamir Rice. At the time of the speech, Tamir Rice would have been 14 years old. He was murdered playing in the park um, by police for no other reason, say what you will, than the fact that he was a black boy and they could do it and they could get away with it. We have seen white men swing guns around in the air in front of police and never have a hair on their head touched this little boy was minding his business playing by himself in a park and he was murdered don't tell me right that there are not real consequences to being black and we just need white people to acknowledge that to understand that to speak on that before they ever come anywhere near right black culture because you can't truly represent something if you don't understand it 
You're not going to see me wear African garb, right? Unless I understand where it comes from, unless I can properly represent it. I'm not going to put a wrap on my head if I don't know how to wrap it properly, right? Because it's, it's disrespectful. You know, I would never speak on anyone's culture without understanding it. I would never, you know, wear anyone's attire or, you know, sing anyone's music, you know, in a public setting if I didn't understand what the lyrics meant, if I didn't understand the 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 meaning behind it. And that is where we are with this topic. Understand, pay homage, pay respect, know the history. Kill the caricatures because it's insulting and it makes it makes us angry. Stop darkening your skin. Right? Stop wearing braids. Stop with the butt injections. Stop with the lip injections. Be your authentic self. Right? Be who you are. And if you choose in some way that's just not completely disrespectful, because I think altering your appearance is is disrespectful. We are not costumes, right? You cannot transform yourself into a black person. That's insulting. So just cut that shit out. But if you, in some other way, through music, through attire, want to pay homage to the black culture, then by all means do so, but do so, right? Respectfully, pay homage to. Thank you for listening to episode two of Keep Talking. You need to go to the website, uh, keeptalkingtv.com. There you can follow us across social media. Engage with the topic of the day. It is on you to keep this show alive. So listen, you know, be an active member of the Keep Talking community. I thank you so much for listening. Again, keeptalkingtheshow.com. We are on Instagram. I say they lie. Twitter, I say they lie. Um, hit me up. What do you think? I will be putting a question out there. I put questions out there for every show. So let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. Um, and that's a wrap. Episode two of Keep Talking. Acting black.